Hi, I'm Jillian McCammick-Paulus, the Quality Assurance and Compliance Specialist here at Caritas Family Solutions, and I'm very excited to be reading our mission statement for you today. Caritas Family Solutions strengthens the social and emotional well-being of individuals and families in order to create healthy relationships, loving homes, and strong communities. Now get excited, everybody. Welcome to Caritas Cast. And with me always is Brandon Montgomery. How you doing, Mr. Joel? I am doing great. How are you doing? I, I am doing great. We have had a change of venue today. We're actually over at the Royal Heights location. I am so glad to be here to, to hang out, meet new people, and just learn a lot of great things. But yeah, this this Royal Heights location is neat because it houses multiple programs. We have foster care in this building. We have the Fontabella Maternity Home, uh, the new emergency shelter, Pax House, and of course, St. John Bosco's Children's Center. Of course. Yeah. So we are grateful to be here, um, grateful to be back with all of you, and grateful that it is November. Okay. Turkey Day is a coming. Are you a turkey fan? I love turkey. Now, have you done anything interesting as far as making the turkey? Because I've always wanted to do like maybe the fried turkey, but I'm afraid of burning the house down. Yes. So I want to try out this tuducken. I've never done it. I heard it's delicious. A tuwutin? Turducken. Turkey, chicken, duck all together. <laughs> Drop it in deep fryer. I heard it's delicious. Wow. Now, that is a new one for me. I That that has my uh, curiosity uh peaked here, my friend. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, besides Turkey in November, Caritas has some important things to talk about and to look forward to. And one of them is, of course, our trainings. And this month, we're doing two trainings, just like last month. This month, we have our annual harassment training. And that's a huge one because that is a state and federal required training. So people, please get your training done early this month. And of course, we have our de-escalation training as well. And that's helpful for just human beings, Joel. You got to know how to calm down somebody who's upset, especially in our field. And looking forward to December, we're having our first annual Caritas Wellness and Benefits Fair. It is on December 13th. You have to register online, but it's going to be a great, it's going to be a good time. That That is going to be a huge thing. It's our first ever wellness and benefits that's fair, fair, and that's kind of sure. your baby. Yeah, it is mine. So I'm owning everything about it. It's the energy is going to be on a thousand. We're going to have a great time. Now, where are we going to do that? At? We're going to do that at the Holiday Inn in February Heights on December 13th from 930 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, sounds like fun. And can Caritas staff expect to be fed at that fine event? Oh, there's going to be good food, too. Good food, good For fun sure. and lots Lots of prizes. Lots of prizes. That, sure. That's right. The Caritas way is we like to mm-hmm. give things away. One last thing we need to mention about that is that you have to register for that event. Yes, yes, yes. Please register. The only way that you're going to be able to allow to get in is if you register. So you have to go into your email, click on the registration link. Log right in and you'll be good to go. Yeah, and this event is open to the first 100 100 people that register, correct? Yes. Excellent, excellent. So Joel sent out an email. If you did not get that, just reach out to Joel Malone at Caritas at family or CaritasFamily.org and get a hold of him and we will get you registered for that event. So um, to me, that sounds like a great opportunity to bring everybody together. And speaking of great opportunities to bring everyone together, nothing unites this agency more than a good mission moment. And speaking of good mission moments, one of our programs has a plethora. I'm almost jealous of how many mission moments uh, these folks get to have. We are, of course, talking about Caritas's Family Finding Team. And we're blessed to have with us today the Family Finding 
team. Like all of them, I think, are here. It seems like it. There, there is a lot of them here right now. So welcome, everybody, to Caritas Cast. Thanks Hello. for having us. Hey, thank you for having us. I told you it's a lot of them right there. I know, right? <laughs> this is going to be fun. This is going to be a ton of fun. So before we get started, if each of you can kind of take a second to introduce yourself and let us know what brought you to Caritas and how long you've been with us, we, the agency would just love to get to know you. We're just being nosy. <laughs> Hi, my name is Savannah Harold, and I have been with Caritas Family Solutions for six years now. And what brought you here? I've always had the desire to help people, and I was interested um, in working with the foster care system ever since college. Awesome. That's amazing. Hi, my name is Jerrica Barnett, and I've been with Caritas for two years now. Um, I came to Caritas after working in a daycare with children who are in care, so it was only right for me to transition into child welfare. Fantastic. Well, glad to have you. And my name's Katie Lee, and I've been with Caritas for almost a year. And I was with CASA before and wanted to do more in this field. So I saw the posting online, and here I am. Glad awesome. to have you. I'm Casey Finney. Um, I have been here for a year in January. I started when our team was created. Um, and I'm a foster parent. I will be an adoptive parent tomorrow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's what brought me here. Wow. Wow. Well, this is a momentous occasion. That's great. Definitely. Yes. That, that is really fantastic. For sure. So I have one question. What does the family finding team do? Yeah. What, what does the family finding team do? I'm very I'm, curious. I'm assuming it's finding families, but I'm sure there's more to that too. So. Yeah. Kind of like a finding Waldo, but with families, <laughs> right. right? So the family finding team, we do a plethora of things, but yes, family finding is our, one of our main things that we do. We work on new cases okay. um, and we be, we get in there and we find your family, we find supports, we find everything we can about the kiddo and the family so that we have a jump on information. So this is part of the foster care program? Yes. Okay, so when you're finding families, you're finding foster, potential foster families. We're finding families for bio parents. So say a case comes in when a child has just been brought into care, we do a deep dive into that family right away. So that we know mom, dad, grandma, great grandma, we know the whole family so that they have supports through this system. The kids have supports and the bio parents have supports and the foster parents have supports if it comes up. If a child may need to be moved, you know what? We got the information already because we were in at the beginning of that case. So yeah. when you say a child might need to be moved, like they, let's say they're in a foster care home mm -hmm. and they get moved potentially to a family member's home. Yes. Oh, okay. Or if yeah. the family member to another family member, we are in there and we are ready for when they are needing any type of support. Okay. Any okay. type of support. Yeah. And we also will work on like residential step downs. So okay. if there's a relative when a child's ready to be discharged from any sort of mental health treatment or hospitalization um, and adoptive homes, if a child's goal is adoption and they're not in an adoptive placement yet. Wow. Wow. So how does one go about finding families? What is the secret to that? Because I was terrible at finding Waldo when I was a kid. It was probably because I'm colorblind, but could, <laughs> could never find, I couldn't find a family, I don't think. How do you do that? 
So we are internet stalkers. We are, <laughs> we've got Facebook, we've got access to public databases. Um, we read Sackwis backwards and forwards. So we know every detail about the case. Um, we help each other when we get stuck, we'll reach out and, and see if we can find a parent. Um, obituaries are our best friends too. Wow. So so, you guys so are like private detectives. Right. Almost. Mm-hmm. They're doing tons of research. It sounds like for sure. This sounds like so much fun. So do you wear, you know, trench coats and, and the hats? <laughs> do, you, do you do the regular detective look? Absolutely. We wear that Monday through Thursday. Uh, okay. okay. Friday's casual day. Friday's casual. <laughs> I like that. Um, and we also like to point out we work with um, disruptions, like I said previously, if there is a disruption and a kid may need to move, we're in there. We're part of that team, along with the licensing worker, along with the caseworker. We also are part of that team to reach out to anyone that we may need to. And we are just in the circle of that child now. So we are in the emails just like everyone else. So what would be an example of a disruption? So a disruption can be if, you know, a foster parent has given notice, just saying that, you know, the circumstances aren't working out anymore. So then they give a two week notice or a month notice. Then it comes to us saying that, you know, this kid will be looking for another placement. And alongside the licensing team, alongside the caseworkers, we are also in those emails and we start to implement our support system that we had when we first got the case. So we have people that we can potentially reach out to because of the information that we gained at the beginning of the case. Wow. Gotcha. That's cool. I also want to add, too, that before it gets to the point of disruption, we're trying to figure out how to minimize movements for children. So we we're also involved in stabilizing the placement. So if there's any way we can get foster parent support involved or just listen to the foster parent. Anything we can do to help stabilize that, we're on board for that too. She answered my question. It's like, <laughs> so I have nothing else to say. You she, already answered it. She meatloafed you. She took the words right out of your mouth. You really did. She that, really did. That, yes. <laughs> sure. Well, you, like I said at the beginning of this, um, I'm jealous of how many mission moments you've had. I listen to the Thunder Thursday management team meetings and occasionally I hear a story about you tracking down a family member somehow and just the elaborate ways that you've done it. And I'm sure that every one of, of the four of you has an amazing story to tell and now you get a chance to tell it i think i'll start with most recent only because i just found out about this yesterday Um, i've been working on a case with a newborn that has a sibling that was already in care so we knew protective custody would be taken and we were able to find a paternal half sibling just from some old sacquist data from a case under the dad's name from years and years ago that had been adopted and before we move forward what is sacquest so everyone knows It is just the Illinois database for foster care. So that's where all the cases are in. That's where we enter our case notes. That's where we um, go to look at all the information about your case. All right. All right. Yeah. So present and past cases are in there and also investigations, whether they were unfounded or indicated. So, um, So looking through those, we're able to find... A lot of times we're finding that dads aren't always looked at, especially in terms of like paternal half siblings that might be out there. And so pretty recently I was able to track one down and we actually found placement for this newborn baby with a sibling. Um, and it was just incredible to hear that she was able to move there yesterday when she was discharged. So this was a newborn baby that would have gone into the foster care program with people that were not related. 
and you were able to find the family and place it with a half a half sibling. Were they shocked? Did they know about the baby? They had no idea. No, wow. they were they're actually retired. They're they're an older couple and they were pretty surprised to get that phone call. I'll tell you as a foster parent, it's a phone call that I wait for and I can't decide if I dread it or if I'm excited for the possibility, but um I will say that what kind of stuck for them is I called on their older daughter's birthday, the sibling of this baby. And they had, you know, they had no idea that they're, cause this is another woman who's pregnant. You know, they have no idea. They haven't kept in touch with the family. So she said she would talk to her husband and call me back and called me back and said, I just feel like this was in the plans for us somehow. I'm getting chills. Right. That is a, that's on amazing. The, on the sure. daughter's birthday. Yeah. That's not an accident. That's, yeah. that's intervention yeah, for sure. Wow. That is an incredible, incredible story. Let's see. One of my favorites was when we first started and I think I got on this case because we couldn't find the dad. So it was a a search for the dad and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I saw that there was a CASA previously on this case. So I reached out to CASA and we dug and we found the dad. So then I found his whole side of the family and reached out to the case manager. And at the time, the siblings were placed in separate foster homes, uh, separate traditional foster homes. So not with family. And um, they, were, they were reluctant to move just because the kids were okay. So one of the kids um, needed to be moved. The boy needed to be moved. And so they went back and referenced all the family material I sent to them. And the boy ended up getting moved with his paternal grandfather, which was amazing because this family hadn't seen the kids in a couple of years just because they're in the system and no one's reaching yeah. out to them. Yeah. So he got placed with paternal grandpa. And then I was hoping that sister would get moved because, you know, keeping siblings together. But sister was okay, but a few months later, sister needed to be moved, and they got her moved to paternal great-aunt that lives down the street from her brother, and now they get wow. to see each other all the time. That That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So from traditional back to family is amazing. What, did, and they're going to get to grow up together now. They're going to yeah. live yep. on the same street. Yeah. Yeah. I did have one question. I think you used the, firm, the term CASA. Yes. So I didn't. I didn't so really CASAs, um, it stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, okay. and they're volunteers um, that they advocate for the best interests of the children when they're in foster care. Um, they're volunteers, um, but they just they work alongside um, caseworkers and visit with the kids, visit with the caseworkers, visit with everybody in the case, okay. and they fill out a court report just like case managers do during the case. Thank you for asking that question. I, I didn't have enough courage to ask. I was, I was just going along with the acronyms. When you, when you start at Caritas, you hear a lot of acronyms. Yeah, like, ask, stop and ask the, fir- ask the first time. Yeah. So I would say a mission moment of mine was I was working on a case with four kiddos, but I was only working on three of them. And they had came by my radar before. So they had came again because like I said previously, the foster parent gave a notice because, you know, just life happened and medical issues happened and they could no longer keep the children. Well, the agency wasn't aware of the family that the mom had. So I was able to find some siblings that the mom had who were very willing to take the children, but no one knew of them because mom would not, well, did not disclose their information because she didn't get along with them. So I was able to find the siblings and I reached out to them via Facebook because we have our professional Facebook pages for Caritas. So I was able to reach out via Facebook and I was actually 
I was given a reply from the aunt and the uncle and we spoke on the phone and they were very excited to be able to build that relationship back up with their nieces and nephews. So now instead of the children being split up and going to traditional homes, although that they did have to split up, but they're with their family, with their aunt, with their uncle, and they're able to see each other all wow. the time. Wow. And that, I love how she said she used Facebook to do that yeah. because social media, we hear so many negative things about it. True. And this is a positive that came from, from social media. So if Mark Zuckerberg never would have founded that company, then that would have happened. This kid, these kids wouldn't be together. That's incredible. Thanks yeah. for sharing that story. One of my favorite mission moments that I've had working with Family Finding is that um, we could not locate a dad. We did not know who the dad was for a new case that had came in. And I was able to locate that father through a old Instagram account that the mother had. And um, we were able to track him, his identity through that. So you found the mother's no longer active old Instagram account and found dad yeah. through that. That's incredible. Yes, that wow. is. Wow. They, they, were they like are the, true detectives. They for, are the Dick for, Tracy's <laughs> of Caritas. Right. That, I'm dating myself with Dick Tracy. They're true detectives a little more. They, yes, you are the are. NCIS of Caritas. That is incredibly impressive. Yeah. It, just hearing all these stories is encouraging me, and I could see it's encouraging Joel, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners. There's some tearjerker stories they, in here. There I'm are, about to cry in a minute. There yeah. really are. And <laughs> I feel like you know I'm, I'm jealous that you, you get to be part of it every day. I want to be part of that, too. I always yeah. thought... The coolest job would be to be one of those nurses that is part of delivering babies or the doctor that does yeah. that because you get to share that joy every day. And I'm yeah. getting those vibes from them. So I want to ask you something. If you can kind of share some of your happy vibes and your energy with the rest of the agency, let's go down the line again. Give us your parting words of wisdom or your words of encouragement for the agency. I would say I hope it's encouraging that we exist because I think we are a pretty new team. And I think that. Our case managing staff is so busy. Like they don't have time to sit down and go through 10 year old Instagram pages. They just don't. And so I just hope that people can hear these stories and reach out to us when they do feel like a child could benefit from family. Cause I think every child could benefit from a family connection, whether it's placement or support or a phone call once a month. So another area of our job that we didn't talk about is recruitment of traditional foster parents. And we've really been leaning into the data in ACE um, to do more data-driven recruitment. So a big ask that we have from everybody at the agency is to make sure that that data is up to date, um, especially like demographics for foster parents, because we want to make sure that we're serving our children appropriately. So please, all licensing teams, go out and update your foster parent info and just yeah, be diligent on our data. Yeah, I thought it was amazing how the family finding team is using so many different type of technology and resources to locate families, essentially. Yeah, like, that's the way you're re leveraging technology. This wouldn't be possible 20 years ago. Right. It'd be so much harder to find families. So this is fantastic. I would just say, let's try to keep kinship first. Um, we know that traditional is an option and sometimes it is looked into, but with our team, we're able to get those resources and get those supports that, you know, like my coworker said, that caseworkers do not have time to do. So we're there. We're able to get into those families. We're able to keep those kids with those families. So let's just keep kinship first and try to build those family relationships. 
I'm going to kind of circle back around here um, with family finding and how we can help assist. Um, definitely utilize us as much as possible. We can help with diligent searches. Uh, we can help with out-of-state placements. Definitely email us, uh, reach out to us. And, and why don't you each tell us which office you're in? That'd be real helpful. This is I'm Jerrica, and I am over the Alton, and I'm over the Glenn Carmen office. So, Jerrica, if you need to re- reach out for family findings, I am Alton and Glenn Carbon. I am Savannah, and I am out of the Belleville and Sparta office. I'm Katie, and I'm out of Effingham and Mount Vernon. I'm Casey, and I'm out of Carterville. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being our the most guest we've ever had at once on Caritas Cast. This has been a great podcast. I just want to give kudos to the family finding team. You all are doing so much inspiring work and in finding families. Like I know that has to be a task and you all are doing it with grace. So I appreciate that for sure. Thank you for thank being you. with thank us. Until next time, everyone out there, thank you for listening and Keep it classic, Caritas. You stole my line, but that's okay. (laughs) Everyone have a great November. We'll see you next month. Thank you. Appreciate it.